Hey y'all, I'm super excited to be starting on my new podcast. I have had lots of people ask about getting the audio from my videos on a separate platform that doesn't require keeping YouTube open on your phone so you can listen while you're driving or while you're cooking or whatever you're doing and listen to the content from my videos. I'm starting a new series on my channel talking about my life changes over the past year, covering everything from our changes in our marriage, how I've overcome a lot of mental things that have been mental blocks for me, how I've increased my self-confidence, self-love, how I've lost weight, all of that stuff. Um, So what I'm going to be doing for some of these episodes is uploading straight from my live streams that I'm doing on YouTube. So this first episode that you're about to listen to is straight from the live stream that I just did. I'm kind of talking about all of that. I talk about all the different books and podcasts and YouTube videos and everything that I've been listening to over the past years that have the past years, the past year that has really changed my life. And um, a lot of people have been asking about that. So I'm excited to share this information with you guys, start on this new journey and connect with you guys on this new platform. So keep listening and I will roll the audio from the live stream. Thanks guys. Hey guys, I am live and I know nobody's in here yet, um, but I'm just going to start talking to y'all because the people that are watching this as a replay don't care that I'm waiting on people to get in here right now. So um, I'm going to try to do as little random, like talking about getting everything situated as I can and figure out how to get my phone to not make all the noises while I'm talking to y'all. Um, y'all know I get distracted with the comments too. Should probably plug in, plug in my computer. Okay, there's always administrative stuff to, to take care of when you're doing a live stream. Um, but hello to everybody in the comments. Oh, Holly, you made it today. Don't get in trouble at work now if you're at work. Y'all, those of y'all that are at work, don't get in trouble because. Um, yeah, I want you to watch it live, but this will be saved and posted later if you do want to watch it later. But if you are here, um, if you have seen my Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, that's where you're going to get most of the information. But goodness, I don't know why I was like, I'm, am, was whatever nervous about this. Like, I seriously, it's been a long time since I've gotten like genuinely nervous too go live. Like, I mean, I'm not nervous to like actually be live, but just sharing all this stuff. Just going to breathe a little bit, right? Because that's what we need to do when we're feeling nervous. Um, But if you saw my post on Instagram last night, I did what I said I was going to do in a live stream a couple weeks ago. It was just last week. It was probably just last week. And it seems like years ago Um, (laughs) that I said I was going to take some um, clips from my old videos from last year and kind of like re put them together and upload them to Instagram because as I started looking back over things, Hey, Laura Schmidt, how you doing girl? Thanks for the super chat. Um, as I started looking back at it, I realized it was almost a year ago that I uploaded my first like journey to changing my life video. Um, and as I watched it, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's so many things watching it that not that I'd forgotten, but that I guess I had forgotten that I didn't know um, at the time and that I had like just, it was a good refresher for me. And as I was sharing the stuff that I was sharing last year when I was starting the whole new series and doing all the new stuff, um, there were things that I was kind of doing or learning behind the scenes that I wasn't always talking about, not like specifically to not talk about it, but just because, you know, it was like what I was doing and I didn't realize the part of my process anyways. Okay. So (laughs) what I am really wanting to do now um, is share more with you guys and kind of go back through my old videos from last year and talk about each step of the process because all the time I get asked so many different questions about my changes in my life from the past year. So, you know, how have you lost so much weight? How have you like overcome your struggles with, um, you know, not setting boundaries with self-love, with self-confidence, with, um, you know, creating a better routine and a better schedule, um, 
all of those things. Like I get questions about that all the time. And I'm like, um, a lot of ways <laughs> there's just, there's literally no one straight direct answer. I wish I could say there was, and I'm sure there is some way that I could whittle it down to one sentence and be like, if you just do this, then all of your life will be so much better. Um, but there's just, there's just not, I've done a lot of things I've read. I don't even, or don't, I haven't read anything actually. I've listened to a bunch of books. Um, so first off, I just wanted to share with y'all because one of the main things I ask, get asked is like, what books can I read? What podcasts can I listen to? What did you listen to? What did you read? What did you do? And um, so many people want to know the answers to that. So I'm literally going to tell you guys as many of the things as I can remember or think of. Um, and after this is over, I'll try to go back in the description and put like links or a list or whatever else. Um, just in case that doesn't happen right away, you might want to like write down anything to stand out to you. Um, Instagram stories, something that I had shared, like, I guess it was not a year ago, it was maybe December or something about the, um, books that I'd read, like the first six books that I read, what kind of got me started on this journey? Because the very first book that I read or listened to was Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. And that book just totally blew my mind and opened my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? This is life is this, like, this is not what is going on. And so I wanted to know more. And so I would find a book you know, there were several, a couple books that she mentioned in her book that I was like, okay, I could, I want to go listen to that now. There's her social media content that she posts and she does podcasts. And then the people that she recommended that have books, they have podcasts. And so it's just a cycle. And like, as you kind of find the one thing that kind of gets, like makes things go, oh, for you, not that you know it all, not that you've learned it all, not that you've changed your whole life but that you just go, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about this in a completely like wrong way. Or um, I guess I don't want to say wrong, but just I haven't learned everything I need to know yet. So um, honestly, the very first thing that I recommend, if you're like trying to learn new things and change your life and make things better and change your life is such like a broad term and it's such a cliche. Um, for me, it was I, I was tired of chaos. I was tired of everything being drama. I was tired of everything going wrong and nothing went right. And I could never do anything right. Or I felt like I could never do anything right. Um, I always felt defeated. I never felt like I was good enough um, for my husband, for my kids, for anybody. I felt like I had to meet a bunch of standards in order to be enough, in order to be enough for um, him, if y'all, I saw a couple comments on my post saying like, wait, what happened with you and Cullen? Um, he dealt with some addiction issues last or this past year, it seems like last year. Um, and I mean, that's always an ongoing process, but he dealt with that. And there was a lot of me that felt like, okay, I've got, I have to, I have to, I don't know, I have to make him happy or I have to do this. Or if, if I just did the dishes right, if I just cooked dinner every night, if I just looked better, if I was nicer, if I, you know, whatever, then his problem would, would get better. Um, and that's not true. I mean, that's not how it works. So what I didn't realize was that I, I was enough as I was. Um, but nobody, I feel like you're always enough, but you're never the best you can be. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, if you're bringing everything you have to the table, it, it's the best that you can do right then, but there's always room for growth for anybody who's done anything. Um, so I think I started this like <laughs> paragraph with um, the first thing you need to do is get you some AirPods. I know that's not what y'all thought I was going to say. Um, they don't even have to be AirPods because AirPods are probably expensive. Hey, Ella Ray, thanks for the super, I mean, super chat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so AirPods are kind of expensive, I guess. I don't even remember. I got them. I put them like on my Christmas list or birthday list or something. Um, they make wireless headphones, air, air, AirPod things. This, <laughs> like this literally started my life change, to be completely honest. Um, because people would tell me to read books and they'd be like, this is the best book. It's going to change your life. And I was like, I, first of all, in general, I don't, I just don't like to sit and I can't sit and read a book. 
Um, second of all, I have two young kids and we have a full schedule and a business and all kinds of stuff. But um, once I recognized these were like my lifesaver, I would plug them into my ears and I still do when I'm, when the kids go to bed and I'm doing the dishes, when I am packing lunches, when I'm folding laundry, when I'm driving. Um, sometimes when the kids are in the car, even if they're watching a movie, they still like, you know, their kids, they still like talk and we should interact with each other and all that. But you know, there's times you're alone. And as much as you probably, you know, if you don't want to buy anything, you go and get your little thing that came with your phone, plug it in, and listen to them. But that just got frustrating. because so I was like, this cord is in my way and I'm trying to fold the laundry. Just get you some wireless something like go on Amazon. They probably have some for $10. They probably won't work very well, but <laughs> whatever. Um, okay. Hold on. I'm going to hydrate. That's important too. But I was able to just listen to what I needed to listen to and read these books. Okay. So that's the first thing. But then um, the next thing was that I was going to share you share you guys. I was going to share with you guys the books and the things that um, I have been listening to, the things I've done, because so many people ask this. So, like I said, the first book that I listened to was Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Um, in that book, she talks a lot about how the lies that we believe about ourselves are holding us back. Um, and that was super eye opening for me because it was, you know, a lot of lies. Um, that you believe about yourself, whether you've been taught them or whether you have like just naturally put them in your own mind. Um, and then after I listened to her book, I listened to a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, because interestingly, okay, so let's just talk about this too. I promise I am going to tell you all these books, but I'm going to give you some like some thoughts and wisdom and things in between. Um, so one of the things that I had trouble with that I talked about in my video on Instagram was um, not setting boundaries because I was worried about upsetting somebody or making somebody else uncomfortable when I was uncomfortable with something. So if you're uncomfortable with something, it is okay to say no this is not okay. I don't like this. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel sad. It makes me feel stressed out, whatever the situation may be like, it's okay to, to do that. And I can confidently say that now in the video that I posted on Instagram, it was interesting watching it back when I was editing it. And I was like, you know, you, it's most likely you could set a boundary and it was most likely okay to do that. But like, no, not, no, most likely like scratch that out. It is okay to stand up for yourself and, do something about the situation that you're in. So I guess initially my idea of boundaries was more of them being kind of like, I guess my original thought was that it was like rules. And I was like, well, I don't want to set rules, but it's not that it's what you do to protect yourself. Um, and a lot of the things that we do are habits. Like the reason that I was worried about, not making somebody else uncomfortable um, is because I felt like they were, you know, they were judging me like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm going to just let my kid have a meltdown in the middle of the store because if I give him attention, he's going to like melt down more and then he's going to learn he can get attention or he can get the toy or whatever else. Thank you, Holly, for moderating the comments. Um, so and if I know that that's not the right thing to do, to give into his tantrum, to give into his screaming, whatever else it is, then I have to be confident in that and I have to know that. But I would get myself wrapped up in like, oh, but these other people like I'm terrible and oh my gosh, they probably think that I just like am beating my child over here and that's why he's screaming or, you know, they're, they're, they're annoyed because they're trying to shop in the grocery store too. And they don't want to be bothered by a screaming kid. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Like it's life. It's going to happen. So I was worried about what other people were thinking and that they were judging me. And that was holding me back from doing what I knew was the right thing to do. So as I listened to some of these books and as I've learned some things, I've learned so much of what we do is habits. Like, I worry about people judging me because I surround myself with people. I guess not surround myself isn't the best way to say it. 
people that I was around um, or people that I am around, I'm sure a lot of you in a lot of circles, there's a lot of like talking about other people. And a lot of times it's not like it's bad. You're not sitting there like bad mouthing somebody and like, Oh my gosh, so-and-so so terrible. They did this and that, but it's, you know, you just, you get in a habit or you allow yourself to start to, say things about people that, you know, maybe are your opinions or your observations, but that's, you know, that's nobody else's opinion. You don't have to share all that stuff. So anyways, the more that I would hear other people talking bad about other people or um, kind of judgment, judging other people, the more I'd be like, oh shoot, if people think that about other people, then I know people are thinking that about me and I don't want people to think that about me because, you know, the rabbit hole. If you're wondering, I'm a six on the Enneagram. So <laughs> always picture the worst case scenario. Everything is terrible and the world is just about to explode. Um, so anyways, a big part of it was stopping the habit of worrying that people are going to judge me. And the first place, one of the first places to do that was stopping myself from thinking those thoughts, stopping myself from thinking those things about other people, understanding that it's okay for people to be different, understanding that it's okay for people to have their own beliefs, have their own opinions, have their own ways they do things. The way that I do things is not the absolute best way for everybody. And understanding that it's fine if somebody like is offended that my kid is crying um, I'm sorry. Like, obviously if we're in church or something and everybody's trying to listen to a sermon, you're going to like remove your kid from the situation. And I'm not saying that you should just totally like not care about other people at all, because that's not the case, but it's the situations where I'm talking like a little one minute, 30 second meltdown that would like give me so much anxiety and stress me out so much of like, terrible. Like everybody's probably thinks that I'm just awful, an awful parent. And he's a crazy kid. And there's something, you know, and all those thoughts will be in my head. And it's like, it doesn't matter what they think. Like if you're genuinely inconveniencing somebody and your kid's been screaming for like five minutes in the grocery store, then you probably should just like take a minute and go on to a different location so that, you know, your kid isn't just totally like disrupting the piece. But it in those situations do that because you realize maybe this isn't the best place to handle the situation. And because you're going to do the thing that's the best for your kid, not because you're worried that the other people in the store are going to judge you. So, okay. That's just a little part of it. And the whole habit thing, if you're wondering why I have random books on habits, um, it's that it's really eye opening. It's not just about that. It's about all different things. Like why you hold yourself, hold yourself back in, progressing in all kinds of areas of your life. Okay. So I read Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis and then, or listen to whatever. Then I listened to The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And then I became familiar with the term codependency and I listened to Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. And wow, that was super duper eye-opening as well. Um, so that was, that was a whole thing that I was like, wait, this is a thing? Like this is, I'm not the only one that feels this way and I'm not crazy. Like, okay, I probably am crazy, but I'm not like, okay, okay. We can deal with this. We can deal with this. So a lot of my problems are being caused because of this codependency thing, because I feel like I need to be like, I need to, I don't even know how to explain it without it sounding weird. If you don't know what it is, it's okay. So just listen to the book basically, but it's basically that, um, I guess the way that it sounds codependent means like you feel like you have to rely on somebody else to take care of you. And it's not, it's not that it's that you feel responsible for taking care of other people. So it's caretaking versus caregiving. And I can't ever remember which one is the right thing. So caregiving is like, okay, if this is wrong and backwards, I'm sorry, but it's one way or the other. So caregiving would be like, you know, somebody genuinely needs something and you're helping them because they asked you for help because, you know, you're doing the right thing. Care taking is when you start, you start off by caregiving and then you end up getting so wrapped up in it 
that you start doing things for them that they are perfectly capable of doing for themselves. You start feeling like you're responsible for all the different things in their life. You start kind of over, over giving of yourself. That's probably, I don't know, here I am over here going like, you should believe in yourself. And I'm like, that's probably a terrible description. I suck at talking about this. Um, but no, seriously, it's, it's really, it was really an interesting, very eye-opening book. And she talks about like how to address it, how to overcome it and all that. Okay. So I listened to that one. The next one was High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. Um, and I think I ended up with that one next because in between listening to these books, I was also listening to Rachel Hollis's morning live streams that she did with her husband. I was like following new people on Instagram, inspirational things, all this stuff. Okay. So then after High Performance Habits, I listened to The New Codependency by Melody Beatty. Beatty. I don't know how she pronounced I think it's Beatty. Um, so Codependent No More is an older book. The New Codependency is kind of like an updated version of that one. Codependent No More talks um, a little bit. It's a little bit more geared towards um, somebody who either who has a relationship in any capacity with somebody who um, is an alcoholic and she talks a lot about like alcoholics and specific specifically, but it's relevant to um, any other addiction in general. Um, the new codependency talks a little bit more about how codependency can be totally unrelated to addiction. Um, and it's not, I mean, it is evident in the first book, but it's more just like you might start if you don't have anybody that's dealing with addiction in your life. Um, you might be like, this so doesn't apply to me. But then as you listen to like the behaviors and all the things that go along with it, you probably be like, okay, I see. But so the new codependency is just a little more updated. I listened to that one. And then I listened to beyond codependency. So that's kind of like the, once you feel like you're on the road to recovery. So um, in the world of codependency, there is like a recovery program equivalent to like AA. Um, there's like the flip side of that where it's for the spouses or the children of alcoholics. So like these books are relevant, even if you are like a grown ass person <laughs> and you were raised by an alcoholic or somebody with addiction problems or somebody who was neglectful or abusive or whatever in any way of your life. Um, it's, it's relevant still for you. This is not just if you're married to somebody or like in a committed relationship with somebody. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you may not even realize that you're still, still dealing with, even if that person is no longer in your life. Um, but so beyond codependency is kind of like, as you're on the road to recovery, as you understand things and you're trying to change things in your life, um, it's kind of helping you not go back to those old ways. And I will say that beyond codependency is one that I picked up by picked up. I mean, I picked up my AirPods. Um, I picked up and re-listened to a couple times. Um, I would start feeling myself slipping back to old thought patterns and old habits of over, I don't want to say over caring, caregiving, whatever. Um, but over doing, giving too much of myself when I didn't need to, or when it wasn't healthy for me. Um, or obsessing about other people's behavior, obsessing about things that other people were doing wrong. I explain this a lot in my videos that, so I'll kind of get into that as I go back through some of those, but it was a really weird thing. And at the time I, as I was talking about it in my videos, I was like, I just really don't think any of y'all are going to understand this. Like there's, there's no way anybody else feels this way because it's so weird. Like it's so weird to feel like that, like to feel stressed and anxious and like you're in trouble because somebody else did something wrong. Um, it, it's weird. It's really weird. And um, so especially with some of the stuff that Cullen and I were dealing with when I would be worried that there was something going on that he wasn't telling me about or, um, you know, something that he shouldn't be doing. I would have like anxiety about it as if I were doing it. And I'm a super duper rule follower and don't break rules and, or don't like to break rules, whatever. Um, and so it would give me so much anxiety because I would like take that on. Um, so it's not just taking on like, Oh, I'm going to make up my kid's bed for him every day. And that's doing too much. It's, it's not even like that, or I'm going to 
be the only one who ever does the dishes or the only one who ever blah, blah, blah. It's not even that. It's like taking on responsibility for somebody else's actions or somebody else's emotions. Um, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody who's dealing with addiction or other issues of any sort, um, making excuses for that person, feeling like you have to put yourself in a bad position um, to lie or cover up for them so that they don't get in trouble because if they get in trouble, then that's bad on you. And it's, it's a deep, deep cycle. Like there is literally not one straight answer to how all of these things changed. Um, for me, once I knew that for one, I wasn't crazy. And for two, that this was like a thing that people dealt with. It was, I was like on a mission. I was like, I'm going to learn all the things. I need to know why. I need to know like, where did this come from? How did this happen? What do I do about it? Um, how do I change this? How do I keep myself from like all the things? I mean, like, holy crap, all the things. Um, okay, so what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about... Um, yeah, so that's when I started listening, listening to all the things, um, I guess. Okay. So going back a little bit, like this was part of the motivation. I wanted to learn why I learned, wanted to learn how, and as I was learning why, and as I was learning how, one of the things that I realized was how much the way that I was handling things or my worries about what other people think were affecting my kids, like seeing how much that affected my kids and their behavior. And you don't realize it at the time. Um, or I didn't realize it, but like, say you're in this grocery store situation I was talking about earlier and your kid's having a meltdown and you're sitting there telling them, okay, you need to stop crying because those people over there are looking at you like you're crazy and you need to stop disturbing everybody else. And you're making the scene and blah, blah, blah. Um, not going to say I never said those things to my kids because those things came out of my mouth a lot because I was worried about what other people thought too much. I was worried about that more than I was worried about like fostering my kids emotional needs. Um, if your kid is having a meltdown, it's usually sometimes they're just being brats because they're kids. <laughs> um, but it's honestly <laughs> for real being serious though. It's usually because there's some emotion that's too big for their little tiny brains or their little tiny hearts or their little tiny bodies. And they don't know how else to express it. And like, it's hard thinking back about that and thinking I was more worried about what other people thought about what my kid was doing in the moment, then I was worried about making sure that they were emotionally okay. Um, because it's it's so easy to do that as an adult, as a person walking through the grocery store and people are giving you bad looks. Um, so I guess like just realizing that that turns into, that turns into shame and guilt for them. Like they're feeling guilty for crying, you know, and maybe it's that they just need you to acknowledge their feelings. They need you to say, I understand that you're sad, but you know, let's talk about what we can do about it. What can I do to make you feel better or whatever? Um, and sometimes I have been shocked when I will just stop and say that, that it's like, I just need you to give me a hug or, you know, sometimes it's, I really just want that toy. And you're like, okay, well, I'm sorry. You can't have it. The end of the discussion. Um, so there's a lot of other thoughts I have on that kind of stuff, but it's like, it, it, it just gets so deep, like so much further than like, I'm, I'm doing this to better myself or to make myself a better person. It's like to change everything and be the best I can for everybody and instill good values and beliefs and self-confidence in my kids too. Um, that that's just been a big part of it. And honestly, that part of it, as much as I wish I could say that that happened initially, that's something that has only really happened recently that I've realized how much, um, me worrying about what other th people think has affected my kids. So, um, we're working on changing that and we're working on new patterns, um, of things in our lives. Um, okay. So I've got several other books to tell y'all about. Let me see. Uh, those were the ones that as I listened to them, it was like, 
a couple months into this life changing thing. And I made a list of like the top six in the order I'd listen to them in. So other than that, I've got like my whole audible library filled with books. Um, so let's see what ones I have listened to since then do, 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 do boundaries. Okay. Somebody commented on my post about that, but the book literally called boundaries. Um, by Henry Cloud and John Townsend is a really, really great book. If you feel like you have a hard time with setting and keeping boundaries, um, my jaw is literally like dropped open the whole time I was reading that book. Like, oh my gosh, this is my life. Like this, what the heck? Like this is, a, I need to change this. You're telling, you're telling me this is all, this is like part of the problem and I'm the one in control of changing that. And it doesn't have to do with like controlling somebody else's behavior and worrying about the fact that somebody else is doing something wrong. Holy crap. Um, okay. So that one was really good. Um, Present Over Perfect by Shauna Nyquist or Nyquist. I'm not sure. It's N-I-E-Q-U-I-S-T. Present Over Perfect. Really, really, really good. Um, let's see. I started the book Grace Not Perfection by Emily Lay. And it, it was a really good book. But there were sometimes I would start listening to books on topics. And I would kind of like hear something that would make me go down a whole nother rabbit hole. And I would be like, ooh, actually, I need to be changing this. So I never finished that one. Um, okay. I started listening to the book Judgment Detox by Gabrielle Bernstein. And I don't remember who recommended it. It was recommended by somebody. And I had to stop a little bit of the ways in because it's more of a book where you, let's see how much did I actually listen to? Do, 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 do. Like one hour in. Okay. So, oh shoot, it's going to start playing. How do I make it stop? Where did it go? Oh, that's putting it up at the top. Okay. Now I'm going to be confused because it's up there. Anyways. Okay. So the first hour of it was really super helpful in realizing, like I'd kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning of this video about how I was judging other people. I was worried about people judging me, but not, not in a judgmental way. Like that sounds really dumb to even say that because it's like, well, if you're judging somebody, then it isn't a judgmental way. But in saying that, I don't feel like I ever was like, oh my gosh, like that person is so weird because they do X, Y, Z. It was more of like a assessment of like, oh, they do that. Okay. I want to make sure not to do that because that seems really strange or, you know, whatever. Anyways, and that's not a healthy way to think. Worry about your own self. <laughs> um, but listening to that book was really eye-opening and I do plan to go in and like do the little, it's kind of like a, it's not a workbook. It's an audio book. But there's like steps she tells you to go through and like actually work through mentally and process. Really good book. Um, okay, so that is when the life changing magic of tidying up came in with Marie Kondo. And that book, man, that book did not just change my closet, that book literally changed my life as well. Um, and people kind of told me about that beforehand. And even I think in the what's it called? Preface or like the beginning of a book. See, I read all these books, but I don't look at them. So I don't know what it's called. She talks about all the people that had changed their entire lives because they started tidying up their closet. And I can so see that now. And it's like just interesting the way that God works to put these things in my mind about like setting boundaries and codependency and changing this and that. And then you get to this book about like only keeping things in your life that spark joy. And it's not just about physical possessions. It's about like, don't keep thoughts in your head that don't spark joy. Don't keep like, you know, putting up with your, the bad parts of your relationship that don't spark joy. It's okay to like not allow something into your relationship, to not allow something to continue that you don't like that makes you uncomfortable. Um, and that doesn't mean saying, okay, well, you can't do this or else I'm leaving. Um, it's more of, setting boundaries around like, what are you comfortable with? So if you have, so say for example, um, you have a spouse who likes to gamble. I don't know. I'm picking a different addiction. So y'all don't think I'm talking about like my personal example. Um, because like that Cullen story is not my story to share, but he doesn't gamble. But, um, say you're in a, a relationship with somebody who, you know, likes to gamble and, you've kind of gotten sucked into like going and doing the gambling thing with them because it's like, 
you know, that's when you can spend time together. And well, if they're always gambling, then I'm going to go with them. Okay. Then you realize it's a problem. So you don't necessarily have to say, okay, well, you can't gamble anymore because you can't make a grown adult completely stop doing something. That's not your responsibility. Um, that's going to make things worse. But you can say, I don't like who you are when you're gambling. I don't like how, you know, this goes. I don't like how all of our money is disappearing. So I'm going to create myself a bank account where I'm going to keep my money that I, I know I need to spend on this and that and other. And here's going to be your bank account and that you can use for gambling. You can blow all your money if you want to, but you know, you, these are the bills you have to pay out of your account and you're welcome to gamble, but you're not going to spend my money doing it. Like that's kind of drawing a line of like, what's the part of the other person's behavior that's bothering you or that's like, why is it stressing you out? And maybe it's that all your money's disappearing because your spouse is gambling all the time. So then you set a boundary on that. Like I'm protecting my money. This is what I'm protecting. And, um, you're welcome to keep doing it, but you're not going to use the money that I have worked hard for that I'm spending on bills that I need to buy groceries with or whatever else. Um, so that's kind of, I don't even remember where this started <laughs> now that I'm on this train. Um, but I think I was at the part of Marie Kondo and talking about how you don't have to allow things in your life. Um, and it's not necessarily saying like, well, if you're not going to stop gambling, then you have to leave, which is one way to handle a situation. But it's protecting the part of that behavior that you don't like, if that makes sense. Okay. So Marie Kondo was the next book on the list. Um, and then I listened to the Body Love book by Kelly Levesque, which completely changed my eating habits. For all of you who have asked how I lost so much weight, how, how have I like maintained my health and all that, that book was amazing. Like as I, when I finished listening to it, I was like, was this hypnosis? Was this like a hypnosis book? <laughs> and it wasn't. Um, it's just that she explains things in such a great way, like such a great way. Kelly Levesque, Body Love. I get asked about this book all the time. Um, she explains it all in such a great way, like the way that food works with your body and the principle, which I'd heard this a million times, but hearing it in a different way was just different. The principle of like, not eating healthier because you want to get skinny or you want to, you know, whatever, because you want to look good for something that you're going to. It's about doing it so that you'll feel better. And that's what I never understood. I would be like, okay, good. That's great. So I need to lose weight. So I'll feel better. So I'm going to eat a lean pocket for lunch instead of going to McDonald's. That's a great choice. No. So then I would eat my lean pocket and then an hour later, I'm like, dang it, but I'm starving. How do people do these like, you know, low calorie or healthy or whatever? Well, and then it was like, well, the more you like train yourself to eat less, the more you don't want to eat as much. But she explains how it is. Oh, my Fitbit's telling me to stand up. <laughs> I'm talking to the people right now. Okay. So she explains how like you're not going to be able to sustain yourself on that. You're not going to be able to feel better. And like change your, your health status just by cutting out calories so that you can lose weight. Like it's not just about that. It's about feeding your body to nourish your body to um, like eating to satiety is what she talks about a lot. Like eating until you're satiated, like don't, or until you're like satisfied, don't eat a certain amount of calories because that's as many as you can have, but you're still hungry or don't eat a certain amount of calories because you've got them left and you need to eat them and you choose to spend them on like a box of donuts. Now I'm not saying I don't ever just eat some donuts because that's totally, I do. <laughs> you got to allow yourself some room sometime to indulge, but it's more about allowing or like understanding how your body works and what your body needs and understanding the things that are required in a meal to satisfy your hunger, to keep you full and to like nourish your body, like give your body the things it needs to function, the things it needs to give you energy. Um, I just, I never understood like eating food's going to give me energy. That doesn't make any sense. Eating food makes me tired. I eat lunch and then I want to take a nap always. 
that's because I was eating the wrong foods. So understanding that um, makes a big difference. And she also talks a lot about not having an all or nothing perspective. So you, so for, okay. So for example, last night, Brooks had a karate and we have some friends who are in his karate class and there's a hibachi restaurant next door. And they were like, Oh, we're going to go eat hibachi. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like, so going to do good this week. I was like motivated to eat all my meals, like within the boundaries of like a healthy, whatever. So, but I freaking love hibachi <laughs> and the rice is the best part. And I'm trying to eat lower carb. So, and the sugars aren't good for you. Just listen to the book. She'll explain it all. But she talks about how like, it doesn't mean that you can't go to some restaurant like that and find something healthy to eat. It also doesn't mean that I didn't still order my chicken hibachi with the rice and the vegetables and all of that, but I had a couple bites of the rice, but then I ate all of the chicken and I ate all of the vegetables that until I don't think I even ate all of them actually because I got full, but it's, it's about like knowing that you can balance it. And just because you're going there doesn't mean, Oh, screw it. I'll just give the whole thing up. It's, I can still like get my fix by having a couple bites of rice. Um, and I know that sounds, that's hard because I would have previously been like, yeah, but then I'm going to start eating and I'm going to need all of it. But then when you like learn to make yourself eat the chicken and the vegetables first, you're not going to want all the rice because you're going to be full and you're going to have learned at this point in the process. Now I wouldn't have done this the first like couple months that I was um, like working on this new lifestyle would not have just order the regular hibachi because I would have known that I would not have had self-control over that. But you learn to know that that's going to make you feel bad. And I'm way more motivated by changing something because it doesn't feel good um, because I feel crappy because I'm not nice when I'm hungry because I'm not nice when I have a sugar crash um, and I want to be nice and I want to be happy and want to feel good. So um, learning like why you're doing that, it's not like, dang it, I can't have that rice because I'm going to like not fit in my pants. It's, I'm not going to have that rice because I know that I'm going to feel bad later. So, um, okay. That was a really long explanation of that one book. Um, but it's, I get a lot of questions about it. So just wanted to talk about that one. All right. Um, then I also listened to spark joy, which is like the follow up of the, um, life joy, life joy, life changing magic of tidying up with Marie Kondo. Um, it's kind of like a, it's more of like a how to, like, it's really good to listen to afterwards. It's a really good book. Um, and then Cullen and I both listened to, actually, he listened to several of those with me too. Those first ones though, he listened to the habits ones and girl wash your face. Okay. Anyways, then we listened to take control of your life by Mel Robbins. Oh my gosh. It's only on, it's only on audible, um, because she does like interviews and coaching sessions with actual live people. So it's not like a book where somebody's just reading to you. It's kind of like a live, you're observing like a therapy session basically. And it is so good. Oh my gosh. I can't even explain. Like it, it was life changing. I feel like all these books are life changing. And I say that about everything. And then I just throw that term around loosely, but this was a big one. Like this was a really, really, really big one. The first six I listened to were all real big. Um, at the point I had gotten to, when I listened to this one, this one was huge. Um, let's see, could have been no more than there. Um, okay. As far as like trust and relationships and marriage stuff, um, Cullen downloaded and first listened to, I love you, but I don't trust you by Mira Kirschenbaum. Um, this was after a big fight that we'd had, um, because there was some trust broken after things had gotten better. Um, it was by no means like a major anything. Um, it was part of the process of like, you know, things two steps forward, one step back, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't, I think a lot of it is we didn't know effective ways to handle things. We're still learning. Like we literally just had a big fight a couple weeks ago and had to look further into like, okay, what went wrong? Like why, why were we, why did we end up again, back, like fighting like we were before. And, um, but we, it wasn't like we were before every time, every time there's growth in between. And so every time something else comes up, it's kind of a step below the last time, or even if it's at the same level, we handle it differently and we don't stay mad as long, or we don't like say the things that we used to say to each other, or we don't, you know, storm out and whatever. 
So there's definitely things that, that we learn in each step of the way. And we take each downfall and each step backwards as a chance to take two steps forward, two steps forward. Um, but so I love you, but I don't trust you is one that he downloaded first and was like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Um, it talks about the perspective. If you're in any type of relationship where any kind of trust has been broken, um, not just from like lying addiction, um, whether it's like cheating, whether it's whatever, even as small as like, I don't even know, some random situation where like you've been dating somebody for a couple months and all of a sudden you find out they have kids or all of a sudden you find out they're like a few years younger than they say they are older or whatever. Even like little things. I know that's not a little thing because that's a big deal, but even things that aren't like somebody did something like terrible to you. Um, it's a really great book. It, it explains both perspectives really well. It gave me a major shift in perspective on Cullen um, after he had decided to kind of change and um, work on overcoming his addiction issues while I was overcoming my codependency issues and all the things that I'm dealing with. Um, it also gave him a perspective on me. So if you've been in a relationship where trust has been broken and things are healing, you'll know that there's a lot of, I don't know, accusations and questioning. If you're the one that's been lied to questioning, well, did you go to this place? Well, where did you go? Well, why were you gone so long? Well, um, what did you do with this? Well, what's this charge in the bank account from what, you know, all the things. And if you're on the other side of the person who has deceived somebody else, you're like, why won't they just give it up? I've told them I'm going to change. Like, why do they have to be so obsessed with knowing everything with making sure I'm not going to screw things up again? How come when I say like, I promise I didn't do anything. I'm sorry. I love you. Why don't they believe me? It gives both of you a new perspective kind of on how to understand the other person. Um, I will say, as I was listening to this book, it was kind of, I was thinking it would have been harder to listen to for me if he hadn't already decided that he was um, trying to change his life. Like if I had listened to that, you know, two years ago when we were in the middle of this, I would have been like, OK, well, this is not helpful because, you know, he doesn't want to change. But it's a really good book. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, so there's another book called In Sheep's Clothing. That book is really interesting. And it talks about, um, I guess, let's see. What is he? How does he? What's, hold on. Book details. What's the whole title? It's called In Sheep's Clothing, Understanding. Why won't it tell me the whole name of the dang book? Okay, I don't know. Look, y'all, it, it only shows me part of it. Okay, it says, In Sheep's Clothing, Understanding in Something. Looks like that. But it's basically talking about, um, like it says, Dr. George Simon is the guy who wrote it, knows how people push your buttons. Your children, especially teens, are experts at it, at it as is your mate. A coworker may quietly undermine your efforts while professing to be helpful, or your boss may prey upon your weaknesses. Manipulative people have two goals, to win and look at doing it. Um, Blah, 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 blah. So it kind of talks about like um, manipulation and emotionally abusive situations with people, which they talk about can be as like on the lower level of like a coworker that consistently like you're like, Kelly, why did they just say that about me when that's not true um, to make themselves look better? Or if it's to like you're in a significantly emotionally abusive relationship, um, it goes it goes through all of those things. That's a really, it's a really eye-opening book too, because depending on what your life has been like your whole life, um, whether it's, you know, childhood, dating life, um, marriage life, relationships with anybody, friends, coworkers, whoever, um, if you've been in any of those situations and you're listening to this book and you're like, Oh, that's not normal. Like that's not the normal way that people handle things. That's not the normal way people communicate. And all this time I've thought that I wasn't good enough because of the things other people were saying to me or because of the things other people were doing or the way they were making me feel. It's, it's really interesting. It's another one of those that I was just like, Oh 
oh my gosh, like that's not healthy behavior. That's not healthy communication. Holy crap. Okay. Another good one next. I'm telling you, I've got a lot of them. Um, the next one on the list that I actually just finished recently is the five second rule by Mel Robbins. That's amazing. That's basically why you guys are getting these videos right now and why you got the live stream last week, because she talks a lot about just doing, just doing it. Like don't question yourself, um, trust yourself and do it. Um, that this again, it goes anywhere from the simplest thing of getting out of bed in the morning to not yelling at your kids to doing something to grow your business, to grow yourself, exercise, lose weight, all the things. Um, really, really amazing book. Another like super duper life changing book. Mel Robbins is just amazing. Um, so as I've listened to these books and as I have like, you know, dove deeper into all this, I go and I follow these people. Um, on Instagram. I also go and unfollow people that I find myself scrolling past and for whatever reason, getting a feeling of just like, Oh, like, God, it's so annoying that they do this. Like, I, I don't want to see that. Or, um, if it's even somebody who has like a more fabulous, extravagant life than you do, and it makes you feel bad about yourself, like unfollow them. You don't need that in your life. Um, so I follow the people that are inspirational to me based on the books that I read and the podcasts I listen to and all that stuff. And then through that, they'll repost people that are inspirational to them and that talk about all these things. Um, hang on. Let me make, do we need, we got moderator situations. There you go. You're a moderator too. Thank you so much guys for moderating all these, all these crazy people that leave random comments. Okay. Um, okay. So follow, follow things that inspire you when you find, like I said, you just because these books were all good for me and were all things that helped me and worked for me doesn't mean they work for you. There've been books that Cullen's listened to that he's like, Oh my God, you have to listen to this. And I like try to get into it. And I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't speak to me. And same goes for me to him. I'll tell him about a book or a podcast or something. And he's like, yeah, I just couldn't get into it. So it doesn't mean it's all going to be good for you. But as you find the one that makes you go, Oh my gosh, that's the one you need to follow that person. You need to like, look into the people that, cause if there's somebody that like has it together, as far as like, they're giving you the good advice, they're probably following other people that you could benefit from, um, from following or learning about. Um, another thing. So that is all the books that I see right now. Um, podcasts, as far as podcasts, that's actually something I didn't really start listening to podcasts about changing my life until recently. Um, <laughs> cause Gullen is more in the podcast. I was like, I don't even listen to podcasts and you're starting podcasts. How do I download the app? What do I do? Um, so that was something, hang on, I gotta plug it on my computer. um, that's something that I've recently started doing, but I would go on YouTube and I would look up, um, like there would be a topic in a book, for example, and I would go and say like, okay, they're talking about boundaries. Let me just like look up some YouTube videos on that. And obviously you're going to find some crap, but you're going to be able to tell which ones are crap and which ones are, are decent. Um, or maybe even the people that have written the books have YouTube channels or maybe, you know, in their followers, they follow people who make YouTube videos. Um, and then you know how YouTube is, they like know your brain. And so they're going to recommend related videos that are, you know, similar to the one that you're watching and you're going to find a lot of information. Um, that was extreme. That's been extremely helpful to me because it's in shorter segments than a book. It's in shorter segments, even sometimes in a podcast. Now this one isn't this video I'm making is 50 minutes, but, um, it's in shorter segments. So it's not like, you know, I could take 10 minutes here or 15 minutes there and turn it on. And most of these videos that are like self-help, like professional growth type of videos, um, they're not going to be like real graph, like not graphic, like violence, but graphic, like a lot of things to look at. So like this video that you're watching or listening to right now, you don't have to be looking at my face to watch this video. You could have your AirPods in and have your laptop or your phone or whatever sitting on the counter and you can be walking around doing cleaning up your house and still listening to me talk. So, um, it, it was something that I could like listen to, but it was in shorter segments. Okay. So, um, I, I really don't even know that I have specific, I don't know. I'll have to look through my YouTube stuff because I don't always even subscribe. <laughs> 
I'm like the YouTuber who's like, I don't subscribe to people. Um, <laughs> don't subscribe. Uh, it is helpful to subscribe if you really like somebody. But there were some that I'd be like, oh, this they have a couple good videos, but the rest of their stuff just isn't as relevant to me. Um, as far as podcasts go, um, Rachel Hollis does have a couple of podcasts. She has one called Rise that is like a business podcast if you're trying to grow your business and um, need business help then that is a really great one. Um, then she and her husband have one called Rise Together about marriage and family things. Um, the one that Cullen found and started listening to is called Marriage Therapy Radio. It's really, 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 really good. And you can scroll down and like look for topics that are relevant to you and your situation. Like um, when we were dealing with some things, they had a couple on um, addiction and on, um, you know, I don't, remember if there was a codependency one. I kind of want to say there was, but they have things on, you know, different stuff. Um, Cullen listens to Gary V a lot. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He is um, super duper in your face and does use a lot of language. So you got to be okay with that. But um, he's, he's really inspiring as far as like taking control of yourself, taking care of yourself, all that stuff. Um, he's really good. Um, there is a spark joy podcast. If you're into the minimizing and decluttering thing, that is really great too. They cover a lot of different topics. Did the lighting just get a lot better on this computer? Or is it just me? Um, they cover a lot of different topics that are really helpful if you're trying to do that. Um, let's see. I'm looking through the podcast. Oh, addiction one. Love over addiction is um, a podcast for spouses or family members or whatever of people with addiction issues. And it's super duper amazing and helpful as well. Um, the minimalist podcast. I've listened to a couple of theirs. They're one of those where like a few of them I listened to and then I was like on a different life train to so start listening to something else. But if like that's an area you're interested in minimizing and all of that, then they're super helpful there. They talk about other things than that. But, um, and then there's the don't tell mom podcast. It's really good too. You guys should listen to that one. <laughs> Cullen's actually off, um, filming a don't tell mom podcast right now as we speak. Um, some of these are ones that Cullen subscribed to that. I don't know there's lots of, he likes conspiracy theory and crime stuff. Um, 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 oh, one that I just found out the other day that I haven't even listened to. Don't take my word for it. But um, in Rachel Hollis's podcast, she was talking about the Ken Coleman show. It's more of a business thing. But that's just be really good. Um, is that it? I'm trying to see. There's a couple like Enneagram ones that I feel like we follow, but I'm not seeing them right at this very minute. Oh, the Life Coach School. Um. I don't even know what the lady's name is. It looks like this. Um, it looks like that lady right there. Um, if you're interested in that, she is really good too and has lots of things. Oh, typology was the Enneagram one. I never could get into this. Okay, so um, those were the ones that I mostly listened to. I feel like some are missing from this list and I don't know where they are. But um, as far as YouTube goes, there is a guy if you're into parenting stuff. His channel is Live Live on Purpose TV. And he has some really, really great um, parenting videos. Also talks about like setting goals and achieving your goals and all that kind of stuff. That's really great too. Um, if you search like Mel Robbins on YouTube, there's tons of videos of her speaking out there. Um, there was a while where I got into basically just like working on like routines in my day and trying to like get a handle on that kind of stuff. Um, golly, what's that girl's name? She's not in my timeline right now because I haven't listened to as many of her things lately. Did I subscribe to her? I can't remember. Michelle. Michelle B was her name. Um it's not that she like there's anything wrong with her that I haven't listened to her lately. It's just like I said, I'll get on a rabbit hole of listening to different things right now. I'm really into listening to the business stuff. Um, a lot of the business things. Um, it's M U C H E L L E B Michelle B. She's really great with that stuff. So anyways, okay. That's just a small sampling of the millions of things that I've listened to. That doesn't even count the random. Oh, I should probably tell you about the people follow on Instagram. There's lots of great Instagram accounts that I follow because Instagram is my jam and that is where I go when I'm just like needing to, you know, check out for a minute. And so um, 
if I'm scrolling past, like for example, this first one that popped up in my timeline is this guy, Life as a Fat Kid, and he has lost a bunch of weight and he's super inspirational in that arena. Um, there's one called The Holistic Psychologist that's really great, like really deep stuff. Um, I've shared some of their stuff before. If you go and look at my Insta stories, you'll probably find some of those people. I'm not going to go through all the people I follow on Instagram because that would be excessive. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like a way. I don't know how to sort them by like, oh, followed latest. Okay. So like, for example, there's a an account called, hello, where did it go? Simply on purpose. She has really great stuff. Um, body image stuff. I think this one was actually recommended by I think Vanessa if you're in here. I think it was either recommended name uh, called the Birds Papaya. Um, Mambo Jumbo. I've shared some of her stuff. It's not just mom stuff. Um, it's like overcoming, like healing yourself. Very good. Um, there's there's tons of stuff that I follow. I can't even I can't even. But okay, so basically, I just kind of wanted to get on here and answer some of those questions. I know there's a really long explanation to all of those things, but I just wanted to have it all in one place and put it out there. Um, I have a lot of stuff to talk about. I have a lot of things that I want to share and a lot of kind of like how, how did I implement these things? Because as I watched back that old video, I was like, I'm saying all the right things, but I wasn't yet able to put them in place. Like I was believing that it was okay to set boundaries, that it was okay to say no, that um, I was worth something, that I do, that I should respect myself, that I am enough. I was believing those things logically, subconsciously, no. Um, that's what I found to be very, very true for this whole process for me is that there's a lot of things they click logically first. I first go, okay, yeah. Oh my gosh. That so makes sense. Yes, totally. But then it takes a while for my subconscious to catch on and to not go back to the old patterns, not go back to the old thoughts. And that's where listening to so much stuff comes in because I'll listen to a book where I get it logically. Like I, I, it makes sense. And I, I realize, like, okay, I've been doing this all wrong. Let me turn it around. But then I'll start listen, looking for podcasts, looking for YouTube videos, looking for like extra information from other people to make it subconsciously click in, to make those patterns stick, to overcome the bad habits, to like get past it. And so I feel like in my brain, I've got this like, really weird timeline that isn't actually a timeline, but I can actually see it in my brain and it'll be like a big like leap of understanding. And then it's like progress, progress, progress. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm understanding it. Oh, I'm slipping back. Hang on. Let me listen to another something. And then like overcoming that. And then like, now we're going to tackle this next area. So, you know, obviously I didn't rearrange all my closets, minimize our marriage, turn around our marriage, lose weight, um, take better care of my kids, stop being late everywhere get on a better routine. I didn't do all of that in like a week. I didn't do all of that in a month. I didn't, I still haven't done all of it in a year. It's all still a work in progress, but it's like you kind of, I was working on all those things at one time, but there's usually one main thing that I would be focusing on that. I'd be like, I really want to try to overcome this and in overcoming a lot of it, it would go into other areas. As I learned to respect myself and care for myself and set boundaries, I also was able to like, eat better and exercise more and, you know, all that stuff. It all works together. But just, you know, if you're trying to make changes, be patient with yourself, give yourself grace, know that you're not going to read a book and everything's going to be perfect. Know that you're not going to read a book and know all the answers, know the right things to do and be able to do them immediately. That's just not going to happen. Um, you're not going to understand that the first time you listen to the book, several of these books I've listened to twice. I'm actually right now, listening to Girl Stop Apologizing for the second time. Um, there's only a few books I've listened to twice. Um, if that tells you anything and you want to know the ones that were most important to me, The Codependent, um, Beyond Codependency, I've listened to multiple times. Um, Girl, Wash Your Face, I listened to twice. The Mel Robbins, um, shoot, I forgot what it's called. Um, I listened to Take Control of Your Life. I listened to that one twice. Um, and I'm now listening to girl, stop apologizing for the second time. Um, I'm probably going to listen to five second rule again because it was that good. 
um, and sheep's clothing, I want to listen to again. So some of these like were so impactful that I'm like, I really feel like there's stuff in there I didn't get the first time or need to like, now that I've practiced, now that I've put into practice some of the things and like tried to implement these things in my life, I need to go back and listen again and make sure I'm doing it right. I did listen to not the life-changing magic of tidying up, but the spark joy book. I listened to that twice because I listened to it once and then I listened to it again while I was doing the process. So you got to find what works for you. You got to find out the areas where you feel like things are missing in your life. The areas where you find yourself frequently being like, oh my God, it drives me crazy. Like, why does this keep happening? That was me with the whole, like, I'm hungry again. Like, why am I hungry again? I'm late again. Why am I always late? My kids are freaking out in the store again. Why is that always happening? Colin and I are mad at each other again. Why is like little things and even the littlest things of like, Oh dear Lord Jesus, if he doesn't like stop putting the sippy cups on the bottom shelf of the dishwasher and they keep melting one more time. We're still working on that one. But as a um a little a little marriage humor there, you probably understand the dishwasher struggle. Um, but any anything you start feeling, a feeling inside of you, the psych the physiological, oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much. <laughs> So many things that I feel like I'm like, because I, I, I get it now. Okay. Anyways, you'll start noticing if you start noticing a feeling in your actual body when there's something that's not right, something that makes you uncomfortable, whatever else, that's something you need to figure out. something you need to address and like figure out how you can change it. But okay. I got to get, this has been so incredibly long. Um, I should like just put this on a podcast. So you put it in your ears and you don't have to spend an hour of your phone battery or whatever watching this. Maybe I'll do that. Would y'all listen if it was on a podcast? I don't know. All right. Thank you guys so much. I'm sorry that I wasn't reading comments while I was doing this. Um, if you've been on my live streams before, I get incredibly distracted by the comments and it's like the, the live stream ends up being crap because I'm just like, what? Oh, squirrel. Um, but thank you all for being here. Thank you all for chatting. It looks like you guys are chatting with each other. So I super appreciate that. And y'all are answering questions for each other. Y'all are the best. And the support over the past year has just been incredible, amazing. And you just don't know how much it means to me that y'all have been here, been supportive. I just, I'm, I'm not just saying this, but I literally feel like I have the best followers. Like there's a couple random things here and there that people are like rude because it's YouTube. But I just feel like overall, you guys are just like literally so nice and supportive and amazing. And I just really appreciate it. So thank you all so much. Um, I will see y'all probably on Instagram first before I see you anywhere else. And stay tuned because this is going to continue. Um, I'm going to keep doing these. I think this might be a new little plan. So I will see you guys um, soon. Thank y'all for watching. I never know how to end these. I'm bad at goodbyes. <laughs> see y'all later. Bye.